Hi, everyone, and welcome to Shortcomings, a Sex in the City podcast, where we dive into every episode of Sex in the City, the two movies, and of course, and just like that, I am your host, Samantha Bush, and obviously, I'm joined by Chris Lewis. Hi, Chris. Hi. Your obviously is very... Um, well, because, I, you know, I always struggle with this. I'm clearly... Or I, no, I'm obviously Nick Lachey from the first season of Love is Blind. Oh he said, that I'm Vanessa Lachey, and obviously, obviously I'm Nick Lachey. Well, because I don't consider myself the host, but, like, when you're in, when I'm introducing myself, well, I don't know how host. to say... But we you're also the host. I okay, think people so, get that. Okay, but I always wanted to make it very clear, like, you're the star of this show. You know, I don't know if that's true. You, <laughs> much like there are no heroes Chris, on Love Is Blind, on there are no the stars mess, on Shortcoming. Hot off the mess when you come on, people shit themselves. They literally, they're like rabid dogs. They don't know what to do. They want more Chris Lewis. And look, people are DMing me saying we have to recircle back when Love Is Blind is over. And I'm like, guys, it's not my podcast, so you need to go talk. You to her need about that. no, but you are coming back because <laughs> like, we need but to. Discuss- I'm, they seem to think I'm like in the guest appearance I do once a year somehow have editorial control. Oh. I would love if you were my co-host every day. No, I couldn't do this more than once a week. That's not true. You you could. Remember when we recorded two in a row? Oh. Or last week didn't we do yeah. three? What? I think no. we did on Monday we did our Q&A just you and I. Mm-hmm. Then I was on hot off the mess on Thursday. Oh, and then we did Friday. And then we did normal short shortcomings on Friday, didn't we? I think it switched, but yeah, we did three last week. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Woo! But never two in a row again, if I can. No, you guys, the way Chris and I fight for our lives when we do two episodes in a row. like Melting, just wax Just candles. melting down. <laughs> Disgusting. So, um, anything you want to talk about? Um. Well, we've got... A lot going on in the world. You know, we're barreling towards the crown season five. I've got to get that request in for the day off. I got to get that calendar cleared. <laughs> and yeah. um, there's there was some. Oh well, we've got and just like that, set photos are still hitting us. Carrie seems to be doing some clown work in a bike lane. Yeah, I'm really digging the fashions. Like oh, I, I've great. seen, I've seen things that are obviously where I'm like, that's a little kooky and crazy, but like, it's so chic, but yeah. I don't care. And you and every goddamn person who listens to this <laughs> podcast texting me, like DMing me, texting me. Oh my God, yeah. Aiden is on the bike. I'm like, guys, I don't think that's him. I, I don't think it's not him though. It has like, been confirmed. I... It's not. It's Mr. Hargitay. It's the actor what? Peter Herm. It's the actor Peter, Peter Herman. Peter is going to be in, se- in Just Like That? Yeah, who's married to Mariska Hargitay? Yes. Mr. Hargitay is joining <gasps> us. Did you not know that? No. He's, he's with us. He's biking right into Carrie Bradshaw. Chris, this is a really big deal. I love him. Why? Mainly because I love Mariska. Oh, you only... I was like, does anyone care about his career? <laughs> well, he was in Law and & Order. And, That's how they met. Yeah, and But I then, you know, respect, you know what a lot of, of people don't know? Is that Mariska Hargitay is... The daughter of Jane Mansfield. I think a, everyone knows that. A lot of people don't because I tell people and they go, What? And I go, Yeah, the woman that Sophia Loren was like glaring at in that one photo. It's kind of like when people were telling me about Julia Roberts and MLK. I was like, Guys, you think I don't know what my mother's up to? You do love Julia Roberts. You don't think I know that she's the greatest white woman of color we have? She is so honorary black. Julia Roberts. Beautiful angel. I just die for her, really. Oh, and I did remember, before I go to this uh, email, I did remember Mm -hmm. what I wanted to say. I want to thank the five to six or seven shorties who were at the Candace concert. Now, none of them seemed to be able to find me, Mm -hmm. but they were aware I was there. And they were messaging, like, we hope you had a great time. One of them said they went up to two people and were like, are you Chris Lewis? And sadly, neither of them were me. (laughs) Uh, it's got to be hard to have someone come up to you and recognize you as someone who is not famous. Yeah. Like, it's not like if someone went up to them and was like, hey, are you like Adele? And it's like, that's a compliment. At least, like, I know who that so, is. like, are you the podcaster Chris Lewis from Shortcomings who lives in Baltimore? And they're like, <laughs> God, I hope not. They're like, God. <laughs> no, thank God so I'm not. <laughs> like, you know, it's happened to me before, like where I was in line, I was at Leon Bridges and I'm in line and a girl, she like is behind me and she goes, 
you probably get this all the time, but like, are you? And I was like, am I? And then we had like that whole moment. Yeah. But it was me. I- I'm never going to have that moment. Mostly because like one of them was like, you didn't look very happy. So I didn't want to bother you. <laughs> and I was like, no. Please. Were you unhappy at the Candace concert? I was aghast, shocked at what I was hearing and seeing. The text messages that were rolling in. I was I was at my birthday party dressed as Dolly Parton. And the text messages that Chris was sending me, I was like, I can't process this right now. A wild night. It was a yeah. wild evening. I, I don't know what I should say other than Candace is a star. And if shorties, if you ever see me out in the wild, most likely probably in New York, because I seem to be there more <gasps> than I'm not. <laughs> what the fuck was that? It's in my dog. <laughs> it's very windy. Word. What was that? Ruby. <sighs> anyway. Our third um, co-host, the real star of this podcast. The real Ruby. star. Let's show. just acknowledge it and throw it out there because occasionally, guys, you're going to hear Ruby. Yeah. You know what? We, we're, this is a homegrown podcast, right? Isn't yeah, that we're not in a follow? studio. <laughs> I'm going to slump over right after this back in the bed. Like, <laughs> Um, but if you see me out in the wild, shorty, say hello, even if just because I have a resting just, that's just bitch face doesn't mean I'm unhappy. No, and I hope you guys run into him when he's in his prime time, such as wearing a nice short. Oh, if um, you see me in the summer with a margarita in hand. With those little shorts on, like over, I can't I'm tell you. I'm definitely going to buy you a shot. Like, your legs, like I talk about this every episode are incredible i don't think you've ever mentioned that every episode. oh my god i think about them i don't think about them like that but mm-hmm. i think they're beautiful legs and hips and body yeah body. when you were st- strutting the streets of detroit with those legs i was like oh my god i'm in the presence of it detroit's never been the same no oh my god remember when you came and like no one was working yeah, it's an unemployed city. Like, it's like, it's Tuesday at 12. Why is everyone on the streets? Yeah, we kept trying to figure out, like, if there was a holiday or something a that we were missing. A long holiday It was not. It was just a Monday. Yeah. But one yeah. thing I did want to read is, and thank you all for sending your questions in. I hope you enjoyed our little Q&A. Absolutely unhinged. Mm-hmm. Not sure if we'll ever do it again, but... No, we will. Between each season, we'll talk to you people. Yeah. But then we got this one from... Now, did we land on, should I say these people's full names? No, you should not. Just do their first name. (laughs) And they didn't give their emails. Yeah, just do their first name. It says, hi, Sam and Chris. It's Lynn from Scotland here. First and foremost, Scotland? International international? shorties? Yeah. Someone DM'd me from Ireland. Oh my god. I don't think she still listens after what we went through, but remember that woman from Australia? Oh. One day I'll pull up those DMs and maybe we'll give them um, a dramatic read. Yeah. But she's a huge fan of Sex and the City, and I listen to the podcast for you two more than anything now. I even listened to the recent Gilmore Girls episode, even though I've never watched the show, just to hear you guys banter. I'd love to to hear you do a weekly pop culture type podcast and get your take on celeb gossip, etc. Is this something that you'd consider? I'd love to get some of that manic energy. Well, that seems like a dig. (laughs) (laughs) Those unhinged maniacs. (laughs) Love to get some of that manic energy twice a week. Love you guys, and thank you for giving me a laugh whilst oh. I'm cleaning my house. Whilst, whilst that's so Scotland. And to that, I say, her that. Do you want to answer her call? Yeah, this is up to them. This yeah. is up to. So I love that podcast. I'll be forwarding it along. Yeah, I. Um, that's like the nicest email. I, I really know. needed it was just that so because... kind. And that's the kind of emails I want to receive from you people. Mm-hmm. No notes, Mm-mm. just praise I... and asking for more of us. I have a I have a call to the shorties, and I need I need Uh-oh. you all hands on deck. Okay, so our reviews. No, it's about my reviews <laughs> over at over at brides. So as I some of you guys know, ones. oh, you don't want to look over there. It's gnarly. So I am the host of Betcha's Brides. And um, they are not taking to me. They do not like me. They truly want me dead. Can I make um, a? Can I? Can I guess what one of their problems would be? Go for it. Unmarried. 
unengaged, never planned a wedding. Um, she knows nothing. She acts like she hates everything. She's so opinionated. She's so judgmental. Um, well, I don't think not... you act like you hate everything. I think you do. I love weddings. Like, but I think what I'm struggling with in this space, and I, you know, we might have to cut all of this out. I'm not sure. That's but, true. Like, <laughs> no, no, yeah. Actually, the more we dig into yeah, this, I'm like, you know, so, this is a conversation we need to take offline. Yeah, you know, maybe you and I get on when that. we get on that um, Zoom but, later. And okay, so fun. cut all of that. But I do have a call to the shorties to please go listen to Betches Brides and give it a five star review and leave a review, please. And by the way, if you just have to write like "Love Sam," that's enough. Please, like anything. Like, we're not, and honestly, I'm not even asking for you people to listen to it. Oh, uh-uh. if you just want to, no. You don't even have to listen. If, if you, you just like want to, like, or no, we do want the download. So if you could just download it, not listen. Mm-hmm. Five stars. Love Sam. That will take That's it. three takes minutes. five seconds. Three minutes? I don't know. How long does it take to download Takes two seconds. To two literally. seconds. You guys get your asses please, over there. Please. Oh. <sighs> We anyway. love you, shorties. Yeah, Nicest the shorties people in the world. No, the shorties are really like a really beautiful community of like smart, beautiful, gorgeous. I know. People. I wish we could get them all together. We should do something like that. I don't know how or under what platform we would because no sure. one would come to see us. Like they, Can you imagine? We, it huh? would be it would be like the Sex and City episode where Carrie does that, like learning NX. Like, but her her room backed. No. Well, she had a nice turnout the first go around. I don't think the we second even, one. That would I be think us. we'd get the turnout from the second one. Like yeah. six, six lonely strangers, just like we kind of like this podcast sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, should we that get into email it? Email was very nice. Yeah. No, so nice. I think um Lynn would fly in from Scotland. I would love to meet her. A Scot whilst cleaning my home yeah what a what a, what a star what, what is this star. the brown she's probably beautiful oh, i just stunning. know it let's get into this episode yeah let's do it we're about 14 minutes in <laughs> well we're gonna cut about three or four so mm. all right let's True. start with a little episode synopsis mm-hmm. carrie turns 35 and worries about being single charlotte can't stop thinking about trey miranda uses comedy to deflect and samantha meets fryer fuck what a way to start season four. What a way. It's an incredible episode. I loved it. I felt at home the moment it began and that strange song was playing and we're watching mm-hmm. the gals get ready. Mm-hmm. And it's an I iconic could. episode. Like the minute it started, I was like, yep, this is one where I remember that. I remember that. I remember mm-hmm. yep, nope, that. Fuck. It wasn't like a lot of episodes where I'm like, that's with this one and we're over here and Miranda's yeah. up to this. This is to like me when I don't think the shorties are ready, but like we're in our in our bag, as the kids say. And I know we promised we were in our bag in season three. Season three, we were liars. But we just really like the Bill Kelly and the affair and the other 12 <laughs> episodes. We were like, what the fuck is going on? No, but even within the affair, there was like deeply problematic like other we were like, I don't line. like that. I hate that. I hate that. I yeah, love this well, one scene. We were fighting for our lives. Um, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're we're in it. We're I'm in happy. It. And I think what makes this episode so interesting is you'd think the idea of like the women contemplating being single and soulmates. Mm-hmm. You'd think this would have come up a little bit earlier than season four, episode one. Like when I see the clip that go because this, you know, makes the rounds of the like we're soulmates and the guys are just people we have fun yeah. with. I thought that was like season two. Should have been episode one. Yeah. <laughs> like, feels, I'm like, we waited es- four seasons for seems that. Pretty essential to the proceedings. <laughs> But now we yep. love them as much as they love them. So I think this is the right time. So let's hear the monologue. And then we're going to break that down a little bit because it's a do's from Ms. Bradshaw. Soulmate. Two little words, one big concept. A belief that someone, somewhere, is holding the key to your heart and your dream house. All you have to do is find them. So where is this person? And if you love someone and it didn't work out, does that mean they weren't your soulmate? Were they just a runner-up contestant in this game show called Happily Ever After? And as you move from age box to age box and the contestants get fewer and fewer, are your chances of finding your soulmate less and less? Soulmates, 
reality or torture device. Now, I want to start by saying I would watch the game show Happily Ever After. I don't know what the rules are, but if it existed, mm-hmm. I'm a fan. I would love it. I, I really wish that there was a newlywed game. Yeah. Did you see Kiki Palmer's hosting a game show with Jimmy Fallon? Like a new version of Password? Look. I am, I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about Kiki Palmer's career. You know what I, love I think about her she career? is one of the brightest stars. She and she's being handed shit. But no, this is what I love about her is is that she is so she is so talented at so many things. Like she's not just an actress. And I love right. the fact that she is um completely willing. Like a lot of actors would be like, well, I can't host a game show with Jimmy Fallon because that would disparage my career. Like people would then see me in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, no, I'm a star. I'm great on the big screen, the small screen. I will also be doing like Amazon podcasts. I will also, I mean, like, she exists her- in so many different spaces because she is just so multi-talented. Like in the right world, she'd also have a talk show. And I guess she did with Ke- with Sarah and, um, you know, Michael that Strahan? other guy. Yeah, him. I, fly- I want her to replace Jenna Bush on the Today Show and get her and Hoda together. I need a Kiki needs prime time. I don't want Kiki Palin around with Jimmy Fallon. N- n- but I love her in a game I am show. Sick. But Get I love her, her in a game show space. I do too, but I don't like Jimmy Fallon. I don't I'm care over for Mr. These Fallon fucking either. Late night hosts who aren't funny. But by They're the way, funny. give Kiki a goddamn late That's night. That's what show. I mean. Have her host the Tonight I'm t- Show. The, the, if we, I'm so tired of all these men. Is there Ugh. one female late night host? There was Samantha B. Hmm. But what, like, what happened no to Lily Singh's show? Is that still on? Cancelled. Oh, damn. Yeah, we got we got nothing. We got nobody. We got nobody. They gotta get. I want Kiki on daytime. I want her on nighttime. I want her on the big screen. I, I want her on the work. small screen. I want, I want her, her doing her Instagram characters. I want her music. She's got to get back Bottoms on her TikToks. Up. Bottoms up is truly one of the classics. I'd love to see her at City Winery, DC. <laughs> we need her. I'd love Everything. to see her in the booth with Candace. I want her hosting award shows. Why the fuck isn't she hosting SNL? Did she when Nope came out? What a fucking disaster that that didn't happen. This is now a Kiki Palmer podcast. <laughs> I'm disgusted. I'm like um, really wait, upset. Before we move on from Kiki, which of the mm-hmm. gals is she? Oh, Kiki. She's all the Kiki gals. Samantha. Yeah, no, she really is an embodiment of all four. And that's what I mean. She is. She can. She's a Samantha Sun. Look, we admitted last week we don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were like, wait, isn't the sun and the moon the same? I was like, wait, that sounds pretty similar. Those. Two. <laughs> I love when you were just like, you're Carrie, Carrie, <laughs> and Carrie. Carrie. And I was like, wow, that's pretty fucked. All right, let's get back there's to literally the think pieces about how Carrie is like this monster bitch. Everybody hates her. You're her. Um, let's break. Let's get back to this monologue. Yeah, let's let's loop back. Let's essentially. Go back. Do you believe in soulmates? Um, I love the idea of soulmates. Um, and I gotta be honest. Like when you're single and you're in the trenches, you're like, "Fuck soulmates!" Like soulmates aren't a real thing. But then when you fall in love, you're like, "That's my soulmate." You know? See, you know, I only believe in it if we broaden the definition to take it outside of like a romantic context. Okay, because. I don't know. And my dear friend Bree has talked about this, that she has multiple soulmates and that mo- and that many of them are actually her friends mm-hmm. and that her real true soulmate, it really is her best friend. That's how I feel. And, so, I... and even her husband, she's like, he's got to get line. Like, you know, at the well, end of the day. I believe in like having like a twin soul, like a twin flame. I don't know what that means. Oh, the kids on TikTok. Um, nope, that's enough. It. Well, they talk about it, and I find it interesting because it's it allows that separation between like a soulmate Wait, and a twin. I think flame. I have heard that phrase yeah. by Travis. Excuse me. Yeah, they use that twin souls. They're always saying that shit. That's their hashtag. Those two dummies. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in soulmates, but I believe it needs to be broadened. Mm. And then I thought it was so interesting. She. Do you think we're soulmates? No. Okay. Do you think we would ever be married? Why? I don't know. I would really. Are we back in the nineteen forties? No, but I would love being married to you. 
No. Why would? What are you talking? We would about? have so much fun. I think we can just have fun piling around. It's like we could live together. I don't think either of us would enjoy that. I would strangle you. That would really be the demise of our friendship. <laughs> One day in, I would have to strangle the life out of your body. And someone like... did write in the review. They said about me that they really loved my optimistic attitude. Oh, that's nice. And what of mm-hmm. me? Did they? They say... said that I balance you out. They were mum on me in terms. Of... <laughs> no, they love you. Oh, they okay. had to throw my name in just to like be just nice. For fun. Yeah, of course. But I thought it was interesting that she mentions that, and this is my point about soulmates. Like, I I mean, look, we've all fallen in love and we've all broken up with people. I don't know for different reasons. And when I think of my relationship that like worked the best, is he my soulmate? I don't know. Mm -mm. Because I I don't know that soulmates, you, I don't think your soulmate has to be the person who lasts forever because I think that particularly marriage, you, my advice is ladies, marry someone functional who were, whose lifestyle you like. Don't be marrying anybody you feel passionately for. Well, there's always the saying that like, you're never going to marry the person that had the best sex of your life. That's just never going to happen. And look, you're never going to marry the person you loved at 16, which is where like, the most passionate like i will never love anyone as much as i loved someone in my teens oh my like, it's god just, i don't have that energy in me it's Can why i tell I... you what i used to do on my walk home from school yeah. i would i would pretend that i had three wishes and i would pretend that like a <laughs> genie like came down and gave me three wishes and it was like literally one of them was like i wanted this boy named jake peterson Oh, you can say his full name, yeah. but I can't say our listeners? He didn't even know I existed. <laughs> and I literally was like, I wish that he could like me forever. Like, that's a sick thing. I used I was to walk deranged. home from school and sing On My Own from Les Mis. <laughs> just cry. And just cry. That walk home after school was really And look, tough. I still do that. Like, it's that just walk a walk home. home from work now. That walk home from school was, like, deeply reflective. Like, you oh. would, like, walk home and you'd be, like, thinking about everything that happened that day. But I just think in terms of, like, passionate, like, Eve feeling like, oh, my God, I am meant for this person. Mm-hmm. Those are feelings I could only feel between the ages of, like, 15 to 19. Yeah, I understand. It's why that Olivia Rodrigo album really hit. I was like, yes, pa-. I was like, passion, Finally, love. yeah. Finally. Like, Finally. you have to be a teen to know that feeling. Yeah, and it's like, it was, like, super nostalgic. Like, I, I love the idea, like I said, I love the idea of a soulmate because I am, like, a romantic um, but I just don't know. Yeah, I'm all for broadening it, having multiple. Is love know. of your life different than a soulmate? I can I could see so. I could see that being true. Uh, me too. I say marry the love of your life because I think mm-hmm. you can love someone for very practical reasons. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he would be a good father. Mm-hmm. That is a reason to love someone. I'm not sure it's a reason to make someone your soulmate. Right. No, I agree. I so like yeah, I like that there's it's really a about you and how you feel at your core. Mm-hmm. But loving someone, you can love someone in spite of things for certain reasons that have nothing to do with you. There's almost a lack of compatibility about someone being the love of your life. It's about mm-hmm. the qualities and the character of the person. Mm-hmm. Whereas soulmate is like, what are you like lighting on fire inside of me, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> and it's little to nothing these days. <laughs> Slim pickings out here with these disgusting men. <laughs> let's get into Samantha. Yeah, let's uh, take a hard left. Let's dig into this show. Let's about dig 90 into minutes Friar in. Fuck. <laughs> what did you think of Friar Fuck? Because he's so Samantha fucking hot. Right. I'm so disgusted by him. Oh my! What? He's not for. He did nothing for me. His sexy face. Oh, disgusting. Those lips. I wanted to kiss him. Give him. And I love a man with a pillowy lip. Right, that's why I'm shook by this. He did right nothing now, for so. me. I also don't really love the color brown. So maybe it could have been that, that big ass his his frock frock dress. Isn't that what they're called? Frocks. I don't know what the hell it's called, but I didn't like it. I didn't like him. I thought Samantha, mm-hmm. can you chill? I want to know what it really was about him that got her good. 
I think it's instantly like she's just like you attracted to his face. But mm-hmm. then there's also the kind of, I mean, Carrie even mentions this movie Thornbirds, um, which I believe was a book and a miniseries from the 70s, well before I was alive. I want everyone mm. to know. But of course yeah, I have. Chris and I, Chris and I are young. Yeah. Oh, speaking of young, I do want to say someone in our reviews also thinks that we're under 30. Well, they were like, uh, these two, dum- it was a bad review. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> like, good. But These they two did dummies, they don't us. understand anything about the 90s. And I take that as a compliment. Yeah, I'm like, sorry, we're young. Yeah, I was like, sorry, I was born in 2002. What do you want from me? Yeah. <laughs> Just got my permit. Um, anyway. Clearly, they can't have sex. Clearly. And Samantha takes it out in an uh, an afternoon of masturbation, which takes us into a classic foursome scene that I just Classic. Mm-hmm. Let's hear it. Your face is glowing. Did you get a facial or something? I masturbated all afternoon. All right, then. Seriously? All afternoon? Well, two, two and a half hours. Who's got that kind of time? I like to get in and get out. Well, I enjoy a quickie every now and then, too, but when it's good like today, I go with it. I masturbated to my priest. Your priest? Friar Fuck. Okay, I think we might have to get Charlotte a crash helmet. You have a priest? No, 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 no. She wants him, but she can't have him. It's all very thornbirds. In my fantasy, he tears the food I'm carrying for the homeless out of my arms, rips open my dress, lays me down in the street, and enters me. What do you do for the next two hours and 20 minutes? Stop! You are talking about a priest. It's a fantasy. I can masturbate to whomever I like. It's imagination. It's fun and perfectly healthy. Who do you all fantasize about? Russell Crowe. Ah, jinx! You owe me Coke. That's amazing. What did women do before Russell Crowe? George George Clooney. Ah, Clooney. Clooney's like a Chanel suit. He'll always be in style. Crow and Clooney were you (laughs) I think it's hard for us to remember culturally that Russell Crowe at one point was a huge symbol hot I never really found him hot but that culturally everyone did like Mm -hmm. he was never for me even as like a young gay watching gladiator Mm. I was like get me Joaquin Phoenix wow um Crow and Clooney Typical. So, the, so to that is, you know, I text you and I wrote simply, who are the girls rubbing it out to today? <laughs> who are they? Um, Depends, I think, on your age. I gotta say, um, is, wouldn't it be Harry Styles? I was gonna say Harry Styles. I think even um, the girls in the 30s are. Oh, so, for, are you kidding? We're throwing it at him. So let's um, say, Carrie, they're 30, 30 to 35. What okay. modern 30 to 35 year olds, who, who they're rubbing it out to, the girls? I think they are honestly so rubbing it out to George Clooney, um, especially with his. I did to see Paradise. Ticket to Paradise, and guys, what a goddamn delight. It doesn't make a lick of sense, the whole I movie. It is not funny. I cried three times. And the best part of the movie is the blooper reel at the end. Like this. There's a blooper reel? And it is true heaven. I love a blooper reel. I need more movies to end with all the characters randomly dancing, like at the end Mm. of the First Wives Club, and a blooper reel. That's all we can ask for. So I think girls are still rubbing it out to George. I don't know if girls 30 to 35 are rubbing it out to George. I don't think like... Okay, you're right. Um, but I, I do think, think we, if you ask women like who is like your celebrity crush, they're gonna say George Clooney still. Wow. Brad Pitt. Is that just me? Do you have your head anywhere near young people? <laughs> no, because Chris, where are the stars? Well, I'd be like, and by the way, I should oh, say that Maluma. I would be like Jimmy Stewart. The women are um, rubbing it out to Maluma. You know, you know, I just found out about Maluma about six weeks ago. He came across my desk and I was like, wow, a man has arrived. Um, I think, let's see. Michael B. Jordan. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm I'm willing to put MBJ on the list as I'm let's replace Clooney with MBJ. So now we need the modern day Russell Crowe. Okay, the modern day Russell Crowe. I mean Timmy Chalamet? Jason Momoa. Wow, we went in two different ways, didn't we? Yeah, we sure did. <laughs> Timmy Shaw. No, girls Jason aren't rubbing, Momoa. Girls aren't masturbating to Timothy. Like, that's not 
that's not a fantasy. I think that's a more for the for a gay gentleman. Yeah. So I'm like looking at this list of hottest sexiest men currently. That was this was written in 2022, and these actors that oh. are coming up. No, I, I have a thing to say. Okay. These actors that are coming up, these are all the old timey hotties. Like there's no young stars anymore, except for Michael B. Jordan. And are the Harry girls Styles. rubbing it out to um? You know who? Who? The guy. The guy. The, the show. The show. On HBO, with the dragons. Damon, Targaryen, I, the uncle. The hot guy from Game of Thrones. He looks like Charlie from Girls. Jon Snow? Yeah, don't people he's love him? He's not a radar anymore. Oh, no, he's he's dead? He's, he's gone? dead to us. Oh, damn. Yeah, these, oh, these men on this list, they're literally all like these old-timey stars. Keanu Reeves, George Clooney. Um, ooh, Henry Golding is a hottie, but I don't think about him that much. If we don't fucking get Crazy Rich Asians too, what's going on? Where is it? I think, you know, oh my God, <laughs> you have to look at this picture of Gerard Butler. Nope, don't even show it to me. He's hideous. He's such a sick fuck. Although, you know what movie I love? P.S. I love you. Oh, it's a great movie. He's great in that. I cry Um, every time. I'm written your letters. Yeah. No, I think that there's some holdup with Constance Wu. She's wrote, I don't know. She's bad. She's ready, baby. She's she's on Broadway. She's written a book. she is? I think all is well. Let's get Give me Astrid. I need it. But nothing comes of this, basically. And the story just kind of peters out with Moran- with Samantha and Fryer. Fuck, I-, I didn't feel like we created a good button there. No, it just was like, he was like, I'm a man of the, the cloth. He just was like, yeah, I'm leaving you with these peas, and I guess I'm going. Bye. Mm-hmm. Let's get into Miranda. And where we left, it was me liking at her most likable, in my opinion, I felt in season the season three finale and that scene with Steve. Mm-hmm. And also her relatability with the ordering the Chinese food. And I feel like she's picked up here beautifully in terms of being like the Miranda we all love. And maybe yeah. like watching season one and two and most of three, it was like, this woman is wild. She's yeah, like she up. wasn't. And I hate to use this term when talking about like, no, I like ability. Yeah, she just wasn't that likable. But she also wasn't like I just didn't find it funny enough. Like, no, I don't like need it was you just to be like likable. I but right. I felt the show wants you to. I think the problem is is that I think the show wants you to think she's likable. Mm-hmm. But it was like uh, she's acting crazy. And yeah. again, I will always defend that the Miranda of just like that is really in line with the Miranda we've seen on the original series. Yeah. Just wild, chaotic, acting the fuck up. <laughs> but in this episode, I don't know. I really liked her. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that I I tend to also use humor to deflect situations that I don't want to talk about. So I really felt for her when she just went into that like pitter patter at that party mm-hmm. and like I'm looking for somebody not special. If you know any not special guys, let me know. I know. And Carrie was like, the are fuck you is okay? going on? Yeah. But I get that. Like, I mean, and we see it play out at the end. Like, everybody kind of has that thing that they do when yeah, they're like, in this a situation. Scene, so I just want to hear it and then talk about her final. Yeah. Sheila, hi. How are you? Fantastic. Oh, gosh. Joe and I just got back from New Orleans. So, how are you? Are you seeing anyone special? But Miranda wasn't feeling very shecky. Actually, no, I'm not. Well, look, he's out there for you somewhere. You just haven't met him yet, right? Maybe, maybe not. I I, I don't know if I believe all that. Maybe there isn't someone for everyone. There it was, the truth. No hallmark hope, no two-drink minimum. So how is Joe? You guys have been married for how many years now? Five. Wow. <laughs> and I bet you're thinking we're the kids, right? Right? Well, it's like I said to Joe. I mean, we could have kids or we could have gorgeous fabric without chocolate stains. <laughs> Miranda realized it's not just about being single. Everyone has a sore spot that needs a little comedy routine. Mine, let alone a poopy diaper. And so Miranda laughed. Not because it was particularly funny, but because it was kind. So I love this true. moment. I do too. I think a 
uh, Cynthia Nixon is so good in that scene. And I love this woman. Like, her performance oh, of like, well, I mean, I said to my husband, we could have this. It's like she <laughs> Not a poopy giving, diaper. She was giving very love is blind energy of like, here is mm-hmm. how I pretend to be happy. Like, all of it's going well. Don't you? Yeah. Everything's good, you know? Yeah. That kind of um, manic energy. And it's just so true. Like, we all have that kind of sore spot. And we all have that shtick, you know? And so, again, this is where I think people really relate to Miranda. Not in her kind of, like, anger and mania that has been displayed before. But in, like, this, the way she gets through the, the way she gets through life as a single person, using humor, eating too Mm -hmm. much. She's the one of them who, as we said last time, she's just not aspirational. She's in the muck with the rest of us. She's just like us. Even though she's got that giant, nice apartment Mm -hmm. with Ralph, Ralph, um, Lauren Walls. Yeah. You know, couldn't be me. But there is this, she's the only character who gets a kind of final moment Mm-hmm. in the episode after the brunch after the birthday dinner that we'll chat about in a bit and we just see her come home and look around her apartment and she hears fatty and she smiles and it's such a nice tender sweet moment and i couldn't help but wonder is miranda just happiest alone yes and that's what we're barreling towards like perhaps there is a world in which Mar- like we could end in just like that where Miranda is at peace being single and there was this thought process that that storyline fits Samantha mm-hmm. and but certainly I don't... it does but I think there's a contentedness to Miranda when she's alone yeah and I think it's important to see that too because I think a lot of people feel that way but they feel so much pressure like oh we have to be with this person or we have we can't be single like and I think it's okay to feel like oh I just want to be by myself and it doesn't make me sad I mean we'll get to it in a few seasons but Mm -hmm. I mean I have major problems with the finale of the original show because that all four women end up with with a significant partner Mm-hmm. And that the last con, the last thing said about being single in this show is about Lexi Featherstone. If you are single in this city after a certain point, there is nowhere to go but down. Yeah. And after watching this show for six seasons, and then years later, I was rewatching and got to the. I was like, I don't love that this is like where we're ending mm-hmm. the original series that all of them are with someone and that's what we're saying about being single. Right. And the the first movie kind of course corrects that with Samantha, thankfully, and having her choose herself. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've always been thankful for that. But I do feel like now within just like that, it's we're once again barreling into these stories of like, okay, Miranda's left Steve. Now she's going with Chetney. And so she needs someone. Carrie instantly well not instantly i guess but it's like is the story of just like that just going to be carrie's now next fling love affair fling. rather mm-hmm. than how one matures and perhaps decides that they can be happy and alone mm-hmm. now, i don't necessarily want to watch that show it doesn't feel that compelling. right <laughs> <laughs> i know i like... like it too i'd like it as a final beat in one episode right okay <laughs> Like, I do feel like we got to see that, you know, we got to see him dating at the end of the day. But I do think mm-hmm. just it would be nice for Sex in the City to end on something that feels good about the idea of, like, choosing oneself and being single. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's harder now, right? Because we don't even have a single character because of some... Well, we do. I guess we have Seema. Right. But, like... But she is so desperately a... wanting a relationship, right? right? Like, she wants She's, that... Like, I gotta get married, like, mm-hmm. or I at least need to date. I mean, I'm so happy we left her in that hotel with that hot guy. Oh my god, he was so hot. I was truly feral for him. I know. We, I think we were all just feral watching that show. Like, what's happening? Yeah, we were. <laughs> we were crazy. Let's get into Charlie, 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 Charlie. Mm. Because we left Charlotte. She had declared, "I'm not talking about no men." Mm-hmm. Then, of course, she and Trey fuck. They have that wonderful conversation. And she can't stop talking about him at the season at the end of season three. And we see her at this engagement party and she's still talking about him. Ugh. I love this scene. Oh, what a beautiful wedding ring. 
Where's your husband? Oh, um, he's not here. Oh. We're actually taking some time apart. We're separated. No, not, not legally separated. Nothing legal. Oh, God, no. We're just taking some time to figure things out. We got married really fast. Love at first sight. Didn't think it through. So now we're talking and trying to figure out what he... Actually, we, he and I, really want. We love each other so much, but that doesn't always mean a marriage is working, does it? No, it does not. We had some problems in the bedroom, but it was more about the fact that we got married so fast. So now we're just talking and trying to figure things out. Just talking, nothing physical. I, I think it's better if we just talk. So we are talking till we figure it all out. So now he's not here. Oh, okay. I have to... Don't talk to her. Kristen Davis is so fucking great. I love her. He's She's so a comedic funny. queen. Like people really underestimate her comedic abilities. I know. I, mm-hmm. She really just doesn't get her due. I'm, and she's the only one of the original girls who never won a major award for the show. Which is I, I mean, it, individual award. I think considering the fact award. that like her storylines were like so compelling. <sighs> we'll get to it one day, but we'll be in season six where where Cynthia Nixon won the Emmy, and I think it should have been Kristen Davis. Wow, I can't wait to get there. And they both submitted the same episode one, the where she goes back to Steve, where Miranda has the Steve moment in the closet. Oh, but but Kristen Davis has the losing the baby oh, on the couch. Chills, yeah. <sighs> Acting. Acting. So then she goes over to Trey's apartment (laughs) and is banging on the door like a goddamn maniac. Mm -hmm. And it is great to also just think, like, this apartment is it. We talk about Carrie's apartment on the show. This apartment is a character on this show. We've seen it through, like, 20 years. Mm -hmm. Harry's going to live there, teabagging. We got fucking Rock running amok in there. Yeah. Like, this apartment. Elizabeth Taylor. This apartment's stunning. And I don't understand why no one talks about it. I just think Carrie's apartment is, like, once and not a word that everyone loves. We're so relatable. It's like, is him? But I'm, well, I think it is. It's like, well, if I lived in New York City, that's probably what I could afford. And frankly, none of us could afford even that. No. We'd be living there together with another roommate. <laughs> with like a night. All four girls would be Auden living and, like, in that Sharon, apartment. Susan Sharon. <gasps> oh my God. What did you think of the Trey scene when she barges in and then. Oh, and he's in that robe. He I thought of so you when good. he was busting down that hallway with his robe, like tying in. The only I'll say is his thing. hair looked insane. Well, of course he was asleep. No, it just like it's too black on camera. I would love oh, to put some little, highlights in there, some, some low lights. Highlights. Something, something needed to happen. It was just simply. It, it appeared to be black. like a block on his head. Oh, okay, <laughs> I'm like highlights. With some low um, lights. Something needs to go on. Uh, yeah. Some frosted tips. They just, this couple, you know, they just can't seem to, they just miss. Well, he comes too quickly. And then he says, let me send you the dry cleaning bill. But to that, I want to say, Trey, you're wearing boxers. I don't know what he's got going on down there, but I don't think it projectiled out of your boxers. No, I think his dick was out. You think so? And he came on her dress. I, I just didn't see him put it back in then. I would have loved to have. And this is to my greater plea on television, more Mm. dicks. Mm. I'm seeing women's breasts left and right. I need to see more dicks. Yeah. You have been calling for that for quite some time. And I'm tired of these actors. You get your dicks out there. Shout out to Jesse Williams. Although he didn't want it on the internet, but But you know. We got it. Drop trow. Drop (laughs) trow. Thank God for and just like that. They gave us two dick shots. One was prosthetic, one real. They did? Remember we saw Harry's prosthetic dick? Oh. And then we see, was it Lisette? Was that the girl downstairs boyfriend? Oh, we saw his dick too. Yeah, oddly. Like Harry's just walking upstairs and then he just drops his, he's like, hey, my dick. Hey, yeah, okay. Okay, I blocked that out. It's the only thing I could think about. Laura Dern, (laughs) Shokak. What are we doing on this podcast? <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, what am I Our complicit in? so rotten. Lord and Chokak. It's like, <laughs> that's a very niche reference. 
It's like, what's even happening? So Charlotte's storyline is actually fairly short. She really doesn't have anything beyond that. Right. But I do think it is a nice um, restart of her to show like, oh, right. So the stuff of Trey is not going to be easy. Like just because they successfully had sex once Mm -hmm. she needs to um, figure that out. And I do appreciate that truly it seems the word marriage is a real trigger for Trey because he came right as she said that word. Yeah. So shout out to the writers on that one. Yeah. He obviously never wanted to get married, as he said. And she even says, and I don't, I feel like more this time than ever, I'm realizing the amount of ambiguity it seems Charlotte had about the decision to marry him. Mm -hmm. Because she says here, I don't even know if I want to be married. And that is a big thing for Charlie to say. That's a huge that's huge. It's like personal growth vibes. I know. And she's really going to go through it this season. Because does it take the entirety of the season for them to divorce? I think so. Wow. Mm-hmm. In the first episode of season five, that's when she flashes the sa- the sailor. And she's stuck somewhere between the old and New York. Oh, that's when we get Carrie's haircut that I hate. Love it. And we get a great appearance <sighs> from Daniela My devil wears Prada King. Rescue <laughs> me, please. And we get... We don't get Jesse Williams. Jesse Williams is not on this show. Right. Okay. <laughs> I think you're thinking of Daniel Sunyata. Yes. Like, okay. I think Jesse Williams was like 14 when this would have been. Filmed. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I think he was palling around with me. Like, I yeah. wish. He's who I'm rubbing one out to, honestly. Wow. Okay. I have to catch up on Gray's. Speaking of which, he made a new... He came back again last night. He did? Yeah, he's still trotting those boards, even though he left the show two years ago. Wow, okay. They're like, we gotta get Jackson Avery back on here. Yeah. All right, let's get into Ms. Bradshaw. Okay. Who is no longer the same age as me as of this episode. She's turning 35. And we get... And first and foremost, who the fuck is sending the people things in the mail about being single? Was this something that happened? I don't know. This is I, when our being born in 2004 really I would us. have jumped out of a window. <laughs> I, I would literally die. And thank God that doesn't happen via email. And maybe it is and it's just going to spam and I'm deleting it. But yeah, like, let's hope. To just get us singles like, hey, old single bitch, uh, you need some help. <laughs> I feel like this was a thing that happened. I'm sure it did. But it yeah. does lead to an iconic brunch scene. So let's hear that and then continue. Okay. You're single. Single? You don't even have a name? Well, I'm single. I don't deserve one. Oh. That's the postal equivalent of a drive-by shooting. Yeah, and I thought those 57 menus I get every day from Hunan Moonan were annoying. Mm. Look at this. Don't let your soulmate slip away. Oh, I know. It's almost a threat. It's like, we have him. He's just waiting for you, but hurry, because he's slipping, slipping away. Oops, there he goes. Soulmates only exist in the Hallmark aisle in Dwayne Reed Drugs. I disagree. I believe that there's that one perfect person out there to complete you. And if you don't find him, what? You're incomplete? It's so dangerous. All right, first of all, the idea that there's only one out there, I mean, why don't I just shoot myself right now? I'd like to think that people have more than one soulmate. I agree. I've had hundreds. Yeah, and you know what? If you miss one, along comes another, like cats. No, that is not how it works. Oh, okay. But you're still looking outside yourself. It's saying that you're not enough. Are you enough? Actually, today she's too much. Look, the bad thing about the one perfect soulmate is that it's so unattainable. You're being set up to fail. Exactly, and you feel bad about yourself. Yeah, and it makes the gap between the holy grail and the assholes even bigger. Well, I don't care. I believe in soulmates. I thought Trey was mine, but I don't think that a soulmate would on your leg. Mm. Yeah, I really do. But there's got to be that someone out there who's just perfect for me. Maybe I should keep looking. Here you go. Okay. We're filling this out. No, I'm not in the mood. Not for you, for her. Oh, okay. No. Yes. Age, checkbox. 20 to 25, 25 to 30, 30 to 34. Oh, no, not after next week. Birthday girl, 35. 35 to 44. Honey, welcome to my box. Which is what I said to you on your birthday. On my birthday! And remember earlier when we wasted our time talking about our thoughts on Soulmates? We actually could have just played that scene. 100%. Because you and I were like, yes. Like, we We were were nodding. "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Mm -hmm." Yes. Mm -hmm. Carrie, you've never been more right. Samantha, I'm with you. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> like what? That's an iconic scene. It is. It really Welcome is. to my box is a wonderful moment. Kim Cattrall is so it fucking really funny. Is. And I really love this small moment where as Charlotte says, that's not how it works. And Carrie turns her body and looks at her and says, really? How does it work? It's just so familial in terms of that physical language between friends. Mm-hmm. And what I really appreciate is going to be the callback to this, I think, in next season when Charlotte will say, I think everyone gets two great loves. And then someone says, where did you read that? Convenient theories for you? Because she has so completely changed Mm -hmm. her perspective from here. Like, okay, Trey and I are done. Now I get two loves. Yeah. I love that about her. Because it's like, (laughs) it's so funny. Like, because it is very relatable. Like, I probably do stuff like that too where i'm like now that i'm like over here now i have the this theory oh it's like now that i'm over here i'm living in this truth yeah and anything <laughs> and whatever else i was talking I about said. over there right. null and void right but i do uh, agree with miranda that it's very dangerous to set stuff up like that like i think it puts a lot of pressure on you like oh yeah it's just as we discussed earlier terrible terrible <laughs> i hate soulmates yeah, I'm like, do I believe in soulmates? I don't I know what I know. said at the, the more beginning I think of this about podcast. It, I'm like, Should we? Yeah. But Carrie agrees to let Samantha host a birthday party for her, and I love them walking before they meet the friar. But she's like, no, do not invite Big. Like, I, I can't handle that. Right. But then, out of nowhere, she wakes up in the middle of the night and terrorizes him via voicemail as she's as always to do, mm-hmm. making zero sense. <laughs> The world's mm-hmm. worst invitation. I'm obsessed with this with this voicemail. Did you love it? I loved it. It was so funny. And again, I mean, Carrie, 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 Sun, Moon, and Rising. Like, that's me. Like, um, you're probably not here. Actually, don't even worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, see you later. Cheerio. <laughs> so- no, and also this motherfucker's now in London. Can he just figure what he wants out? He can't. No. So then we land on the birthday party and Carrie arrives first and no one's there. She's got to deal with the waiter who keeps coming over. She's so confident when she walks in and she's like, because we're so going to be drinking sad. a lot of champagne when they get here later. I know. She was like, I'll have a Shirley Temple right now. She's like, but we're getting fucked up. Don't worry. The girls and the gays, are. we're going to have a great time. Yeah. And then the cake comes in and she's like... I think Blushing. that is the most devastating. They're, the two most devastating moments are when she thinks everyone's arrived with the cake. Oh, my God. And when she has to pay for her own cake. <laughs> yeah. When they're like, um, the cake man has arrived and he needs to be paid. I know. And she's like, okay. Like, Let me get my credit card. Yeah. And I don't even think Chocolate. she has it on her. I think, she, I think it's in her checked coat because she was like, I'm not paying for anything tonight, baby. I'm just shocked that like she had the funds. <sighs> I mean, I think the cake was probably... Actually, no. I was going to say, I think the cake was probably like $90, but you never know with CV. You never know. You, know, you never know. She's either you rolling can, in money or literally... Or literally skinned. fighting for her life with like with a withdrawal with nickels, fee. yeah. <sighs> and of course, there's the moment where the woman behind her goes, 25, fuck, I'm old. Oh my God. Which, I mean, that has happened to me yeah. so many times where it's just someone in the background is having an experience that is so like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one and actually one of my favorite moments of kind of life behind the show happening is in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Miranda is screaming at Steve, and she says some outside of care the engagement part. Well, I guess it wouldn't be an engagement party. Maybe the um nice the rehearsal dinner. Rehearsal dinner. Yeah. And she says sure. like, "You broke us. What we had, you broke." And then two like twenty year old girls just walk by and go, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> it is such a like great like new york is gonna new york life is gonna happen around yeah. you and younger women are just gonna be like look at this old woman look yeah like this fucking witch yelling at her husband yeah so then carrie's running home with her cake she gets yelled at by these men after she drops oh, it oh my god it's so funny but i love that this i love the fact that and i always forget this that she that layers on later to why everyone is late because mm-hmm. of that construction so that you, like, you don't really have to feel like, oh my God, how, what awful people. Right. Except Stanford, who I guess was just like not paying attention. Because it wasn't like he went to the same restaurant in the wrong location. It's just yeah. a differently named restaurant. Yeah. 
It's like, those are different names, Stanford, Stanny. And it's, but as Miranda says, get a fucking cell phone, bitch. Yeah, she like, really cusses her out. She's like, get a fucking cell phone. But I also don't understand why they don't call the restaurant. Like, Samantha you know tried. she's not at home. Samantha tried. In her voicemail, she said that the reservation line was busy. What the hell's the reservation line? I don't know. This was 1999. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on. Why here. would she be calling the reservation line? Does, are you saying the restaurant doesn't have a phone? You... No, they have a phone, but like Samantha's saying that they were the line was busy, so she couldn't get through. All right, I'll give her that. That's what yeah. she said. But I'm like a reservation line. I don't are, know. Are there two separate numbers? I don't know. Like if that's the case, then they could have just said I tried calling the restaurant and the phone was busy. I just feel like I called the reservation line. Feels nuts. Maybe that was a thing people did. Oh God! Thank God for open table. Thank God for resi. Oh my God. <sighs> we were down bad. Yeah. But Carrie gets in the shower, make up a mess. Mm-hmm. Now, if you entered your friend's apartment and yeah. heard they were showering, would you walk up directly to the shower? Yeah. I would knock at the, the like bathroom door. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, I no, wouldn't literally, because I was like, Charlotte, what is your next step? Pulling the curtain? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Like, I would just stand at the bathroom door and go, CB, like, what's up, girl? Yeah. Like, Charlotte was like, mm-hmm. come on, you naked bitch, we're going. Yeah, no, you're right. I would um, not. And so she finally convinces her, and we get the birth of the great, you know, internet meme, I'm not in the mood to be around people, mm-hmm. which everyone loves. Been there. And she goes, and we have the soulmate. What I said, I call it here the iconic soulmate line, but in my notes, I called it the revelation. Oh, so let's hear. The longer I sat at that table, the more alone I felt, and it really hit me. I am 35 and alone. You are not alone. No, I know I have you guys, but... And I really, I hate myself a little for saying this, but it felt really sad not to have a man in my life who cares about me. No special guy to wish me happy birthday. No goddamn soulmate. And I don't even know if I believe in soulmates. Don't laugh at me, but... Maybe we could be each other's soulmates. And then we could let men be just these great, nice guys to have fun with. Well, that sounds like a plan. I'm 35. 35 is not 25. Thank God. I'm 35. Oh, shut the fuck up. I'm 140. (laughs) (laughs) I'm crying. (laughs) Are you okay? I just think it's such a, I feel like it's such like, yes, the, there's the kind of optimism that if you really wanted to be cynical and cheat, like you could say that the Charlotte portion is really cheesy, but I think it is so well balanced by Carrie saying, I hate to say this, but I, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't help but feel lonely Mm -hmm. when sitting, like, I just think that that is such exactly how you would feel. I don't, I really don't want to admit this. And I certainly don't want to say it out loud. Yeah. But while I was sitting there, I thought, why don't I have a man? Mm-hmm. It's, and then, it's quite, and then to balance it out with it. Samantha's humor at the end, it like ties it all perfectly together. Yeah. It's like that. If what Charlotte is saying could be, and the music could feel so cheesy, maudlin and like, yeah, cheesy. And yet it perfectly fits the tone of the show. It's great. And it is true. It is true. And of course, it sets us up ultimately, right, for Big to be in that same coffee shop and say, you all are the loves of her life. And I understand that I like and I'll be lucky to come in fourth. Oh, I'm going to cry. I know. But right. That is kind of that is the gen- that, that later moment is a direct reference. It has to be a direct reference to this. That yeah. A long time ago, they decided right here that they would be the primary relationship in each other's lives. I know it's so beautiful, but then she heads back and this is why we fucking love this man. Yeah. This is, Oh God. He's just sitting there in the limo. He's so removed. It's that, and it is that perfectly removed. Cause you know, at fucker Aiden would be sitting on like the the stoop, stoop, like legs, legs, man spread, just like, Holding balloons with no, he wouldn't have balloons. He'd have like a six pack of beer and a fucking KFC like, box. necklace. And he's <laughs> got chicken stains on his shirt. That dumbass. 
And then uh, Berger wouldn't be there because he'd be upset. Right, about something. And Petrotsky would have called her and said, like, just come to my apartment. Like, come no, be a he part would, of like, my world. No, he would, like, fly her somewhere. Like, yeah, he would be like, like come be a-, a part of my world. I'm yeah. not. And Big is that kind of removed. He's there. Mm-hmm but not accessible, right? He's still in the car. She has mm-hmm. to work to get to him. She has to knock on the window. Mm-hmm. But the balloons come out. She fights through them. And there's that, that, that fucking man. I know, with the balloons. The red balloons. Like, the the choice of having red balloons is, like, also really iconic. And yet he's like, I didn't get them. Raul did. Yeah, and I'm like, God, I love this. I love him. And it's also... But wait, you before you, because I think you're going to say something important. I want to say something kind of weird. Oh, what is I he doing? Think... Like, how long has mean? he been sitting there? Like, big, this is before the age of, like, cell phones and laptops. I like, would say he was He's just sitting there minutes. alone. Is he rubbing one out? And to whom? Ew. Maybe to that mod, that supermodel he'll go out with, the actress, Summer, no. or whatever the fuck her name was. No, but I've never seen, you never see Carrie smile, like, how she does when she's with Big. Like the smile on her face as she's walking up to the car, like it's she's so excited and like. Well, no, happy. she hates Aiden. Like hates. She you hates never see her man. smile. And Burger, I think she finds is like just the like equal. Like, oh, I like to pal around with this guy. Mm-hmm. And Petrotsky, she's to. I think there's actually something really interesting that at least Carrie has progressed enough by the time she's with Petrotsky that she feels a little bit more comfortable in her world. But imagine season one dating Petrotsky. Because remember her talking about like, I try to be perfect Carrie and this Carrie and the Carrie who laughs and not like walk. She's more comfortable by the time she gets to Petrotsky because mm-hmm. first season Carrie walking to Petrotsky's apartment would have like her head would have exploded off the Exploded, <laughs> yeah. But I think it's so sweet. What were you going to say, though, before I interrupted you? I apologize. That was what I was going to say. So nothing important. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you were like, I think you're about to say something really profound. I was like, like I when? was like, no. When has that ever happened, Chris? <laughs> I was like, no. um, what, what I wanted to also say is that I love the moment where he, like, wink, he kind of winks when mm-hmm. she's trying to figure out his age. I did wish they made him a little bit older. How old did they make him? 40 to I think 45? his box is 40 to 45. You wanted him to be 45 to 50. Yes. Something okay. about that was that really right in my spirit. Okay. But he is 10, right? And I think he's, I think he's 45. I think he's pushing that box. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. So we know now he's 10 years older, probably around 10 years older than Carrie. And it's just so sweet. And, they have such great chemistry. They're drinking out of those kind of iconic New York Greek cups that I love. Mm-hmm. And then I think in Just Like That gave out when during their press tour, we did not get those boxes. Hopefully we get... Hopefully we'll get some merch for season two, you know? I would love... HBO Max. We're, we're calling. Yeah. Oh my God, you got to talk to Karen Pittman. Yeah. Maybe she could get us them. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, we want you on your podcast and also we want you to get us some swag. Mm-hmm, please. But I, I, I just, did you like this kind of coda on the episode? I did. The fact that we get big, mm-hmm. or would it have been stronger to you had we ended on the soulmate, her walking home alone? No, I like the big aspect a lot. Because it you... also introduces the fact that, like, he probably will be in this season. Like, he's not done. Yeah. Do you think in some ways, well, I mean, what a great, and I just got chills thinking about this. What a great, um balance to what is the end of this season right she's gonna show up as he's leaving oh yeah and they're gonna have their i mean while they don't have sex they have this kind of perfect moment that he Mm -hmm. orchestrates so in some ways he saves her birthday by giving her the kind of man she wanted Mm -hmm. and she's going to save his exit to new york by making it actually emotional and worthwhile Mm mm-hmm Wow, that's like really deep. Guys, I love this show. You're like the smartest person I know. And she says at the end that with three soulmates down, it's gotten a little easier to find the nice guy to have fun with. The thing I felt leaving this episode, it's interesting. And of course, Aiden will be reintroduced a bit. This episode to me almost makes it impossible to root for anyone else other than Big. I mean, no, it, I almost, know. it makes like the idea that they're meant to be together textual. 
Like, mm-hmm. it, I'm not 100% sure how we wasted our time, like, getting our panties in a bunch about Aiden and Burger and this one and it's that like it's one. It's big. Like, it's you like, dummies. She literally is saying, I've got my three soulmates, and here is this here nice is. man for me to have fun with. Wow. What a perfect episode. I know. What did you think of the men? We had Fry or Fuck. Oh, I already Ray. know. I'm fucking big. Big. and Oh, wait. Ooh. We didn't talk about Danny. What did you think about Danny? the fuck is danny danny was the guy whose engagement party it was and he oh disgusting he, he for oh i have a note that danny's my, like he could get it Ugh, no it's i'm fucking big note. i'm fucking big in that limo we're getting weird yeah mm. hmm. big he showed up thank god for him Hot. what would you give this one out of 10 a 10 same it's a 10 out of 10, 10, out of 10 five stars episode. perfect oh by the way i did have a few fashion notes I loved Carrie's cape. Okay, which one? She's in. We're in our cape era. In a lot of cape. Um, I love the end cape. The the. I love the brown beige with the brooch. brooch. But I loved her opening sparkle skirt, cape, white top, and gloves. Great look. And I loved her birthday. The red. The red with the headband. With the headband and the like cut like well it's a like crop top kind mm-hmm. of. I was like she looked amazing. Amazing. I too. I'd have been like fuck. I look this good to be sitting here alone. And that's what she's probably fucking thinking, Chris. She's like <laughs> I don't a, have a man to take me home and lay it down, as Candace says. Yeah. Yeah. And then I did also want to note Miranda's first scarf she's wearing in the opening. Miranda never gets it right. Mm. There's always something to miss. It's just like, take one thing off. Yeah. I love this episode, though. It's a, oh, Chris, you really did an amazing job recapping, tying it all together. I know. Oh, my God. I just realized we get to talk about the season four finale in 17 weeks. Wow. Oh, what an episode. It will be spring. Spring will be sprung. We'll be out of the disaster of winter. Chris's legs will be... Out. out for the days. I'll I'll uh, wear my most springy outfit. Please. Oh. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll join us again next week when we discuss the season four, episode two. The re- oh my god, we're getting the real me next week. We're getting the fashion show. That's episode two. Wow. <laughs> okay. Margaret Cho is coming. She's coming for us. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review Shortcomings wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us online. I'm at clewis1219 on Instagram. Sam, where are you? I'm at Bravo Historian on Instagram, and I'm at Takers Aloft on Twitter. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. A Huda Media Production.